Hey everybody, this is Scooter. I just want to give everyone a heads up that tonight's episode contains ambient audio. It was recorded on location at the wonderful Tilden Park, uh, and I did my best to work it in there gracefully. Uh, so enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends behind the binders, it's time for the podcast. This is when you, when you, even when you don't have something witty to say, you say, hey, you, you know, I don't got anything witty to say tonight. It's, it's, it's time for Sleep With Me the podcast that puts you to sleep. And tonight's episode is sponsored by the sponsor that's been with us since the start, Sleep Phones. And you can get your own set of sleep phones at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sleepphones, S-L-E-P-P-H-O-N-E-S, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sleepphones. And if you sleep with me at the checkout, you'll get $5 off your order. There's really no more comfortable way to listen to this podcast than with a pair of sleep phones. They're the most comfortable, bed-friendly headphones. It's thin, high-quality speakers inside a soft, stretchy headband. They're designed by a family doctor. They help you fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer because you, you don't have to worry about your earbuds falling out or poking you in the ear. It's the most comfortable option for you to listen they're the first sleep headphones, and they're the highest quality. You know, there's a lot of copycat-type stuff out there, but Acoustic Sheep that makes sleep phones holds the patent for the headphones inside the headband design. You know, if you sleep on your side or you toss and turn or you're in bed with a snoring partner, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sleepphones. Pick up a pair. You sleep with me at checkout for $5 off your order. Mystery Bard, what do you think? About sleep phones. Sleep phones are a headband with speakers in it, so you can listen to sleep with me much more comfortably. Nothing sticking into your ear, nothing digging into your head, just a soft headband instead. Talking about sleep phones, sleep. Phones.com. We're talking about sleep phones. Use the code sleep with me. We're talking about sleep phones. Headband with speakers. Talking about sleep phones. Sleepphones.com. Go there. So that's it. Go get over there. Uh, get yourself, they, they come in a classic corded version, a wireless Bluetooth version, small, medium, large sizes. And Sleep Phones has been here bringing you the show. So so get over there and show them that you support the show and pick up a set of Sleep Phones. And then you'll be able to listen to the show in the highest quality comfort. And, you know, you could take the components out of the headband so you can wash it. And sleep phones come with a one-year manufacturer's warranty, 100%, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you've been on our Facebook group or anything, you've seen how the team at Sleep Phones responds. They've won six awards at CES 2015 Small Business of the Year. They're in Erie, Pennsylvania, so we give props to that. And it's a product I use every single night, uh, Actually, another great way, great use for sleep phones is if you're listening to any meditation type apps or guided meditations or anything like that. They use it every night for that. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sleepphones. Use sleep with me at checkout. Get yourself a pair of these. You won't regret it. 
And now let's get on with the show. I hate you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you uh, to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you up at night. Whether it's uh, toss, it was thinking, feeling, sensing, tossing or turning, partner tossing and turning. That's the worst. Uh, from what I hear, report reports in from my few, few, the few that have uh, uh, my daughter. We had to share bed with my daughter a while because I was on vacation. And you know, if you sleep with a bed hog, which children tend to be, you see, Jesus, you're so small. One, I guess they've complained about this, but how does their body generate so much friggin' heat and they're always cold? Ian, it's like, do you have to, is that supposed to be part of your growing process? You're splaying out all your limbs, you know. And also, like, well, I have a conscience and it feels like their limbs are in rigor mortis. And then I say, well, I can't push too hard because I don't want to injure, you know, it's a child. I mean, she's not an infant, she's nine or, yeah, so... But, uh, you know, if you guys sleep with, with any of those, uh, if you're traveling, you know, outside noise, whatever is keeping up in it could be anything. Uh, I'm going to try to take your mind off. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, subtle, subtle and unexpected pauses. Uh, or expect, I guess if you listen often, you say, well, I expect a pause. I say, well, yeah, uh, come for the pauses. The dead air is free. She said, "I wish I was. I wish I had funnier jokes." Uh, yeah, I guess that fits. So the dead air is free. Great. Not even a cricket sound effect because this is a sleep podcast, but I can hear them. But anyway, if you're new here, this podcast is meant to take your mind off stuff to distract you from whatever it is that's keeping you up at night. With the idea that you can't think about two things at once, and your mind is trying to grab your attention and hook you. Or a lot of times, this might be just relatable and it might not be a fact for you, but with some sort of narrative that might have to do with the future or the past or your self-worth or your job or your relationships or or any of that stuff. And you say, geez, I just want to go to sleep. Why got to pester? And I say, well, that's the best time to pester you. I have your undivided attention. And you say, geez, I don't know what part of my subconscious does that evil thing with their fingers, you know, that the evil villains do. But I can sense you doing that because you just, I just got to go to bed. I got a meeting tomorrow. Uh, and it becomes really hard. So I'm going to come in. I'm, I'm going to do this podcast. It's going to be, uh, I mean, tonight's episode will be a little bit different because it's a couple on location things. But this, 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 uh, this intro will still take a while. So don't worry. But it'll be like, you can listen to me. But even these two on-location things, you'll say, well, geez, he's there. He's he's in a place, and he's commenting on it. And it's kind of interesting to say, geez, tonight we're going to talk about the Tilden steam trains, like the mini, mini trains you take kids to. Or, you know, crafty people say, well, or, or, people that don't have sex take first dates, uh, that don't get second dates. Or, you know, that I do. Or the uh, carousel. That's where you take it where he's like, oh, okay, that, we're already friends. We might as well go drive, keep driving to the carousel now. 
Good thing we came in separate separate cars, so we won't have that awkwardness. But he and you say, well, is he, is he talking? And ideally, you know, you'll start to listen to me. You'll be, you say, hey, it's pleasant enough. or not, I always shoot for not bad. Now, some people, I'm straight up bad, but they guarantee you, hopefully they stop the podcast. They're already emailing me or writing a review. Uh, but, for, for, but for the rest of you, sometimes it takes a few times. If you're skeptical, it totally makes sense. I mean, who, who am I? I'm not a sleep expert. I barely can speak coherently, and only part of that's intentional. Uh, most of it's just, uh, you see, uh, how do you get this? How do you do that sleep podcast, Scoots? I just try to be, I try to be myself, but but, but the, the distilled essence of myself. Uh, they say, oh boy, no no wonder those jokes you were making, those weren't jokes earlier, two seconds. Nope, those weren't jokes. I just got to be my best, believe it or not. That's all I got to do to put people to sleep, but bring, bring, my, bring my A game. Uh, but this, and, and what, but, and, and I'm joking, but I'm serious. What could be a higher calling? Uh, and, and, and now I'm getting emotional. What, what could give me a more honor uh, than to take your mind off stuff, get, escort you across the threshold? Because I send my voice across the deep, dark night here because I've been there. I know how much it sucks. And I know uh, for me, when I start, you know, thinking and all that stuff, it's just, it's just hard. And also the night's full of mystery. I just say, geez, let's, let's switch it up here. Uh, you know, uh, so if you're new here and this is another thing, I'm going to go on another tangent and then we'll go into the housekeeping and stuff. But I had this dream and I wanted to rec- make sure I got it on record here because uh, I didn't write it down. And it's also a confluence situation because they had talked about Mike Birbiglia a couple of weeks ago, and then he said something nice to me about the podcast a couple, like a couple this past week. Uh, uh, but before he had said something nice, you won't believe this, uh, but uh, I think I'd been thinking about his movie. I actually, been reading a lot of articles about interviews with him in the movie because I find him uh, very inspiring. And no, I did not have a dream about Mike Birbiglia, uh, but I think I had, so I had that in my mind. You know, I'm always worrying about, so this is a kind of a subtle dream, but it, it, it's, it's just, so this would be the, the conversation breakfast tomorrow. So what, was Scooter sharing his dreams last night? Yeah, I guess so. It was, it was a dull, dullish, very, you know, Scooterific dream. But so I had this dream that I was living in Los Angeles. I live in the Bay Area. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like, uh, like I'd gotten a job. I'd gotten a job writing on, like, a TV show or something. I'd just gotten a job. And I'd gotten the job in the dream through some friends. Like, I think it was, like, a basic. It wasn't 100% on my skills. It was like, oh, I'll get you, I can get you this job writing on this TV show. And then at the same time, this woman got, got this young woman got a job writing on the TV show, and we it was it, this was the this is where I felt like I was watching a Mike Birbiglia movie, uh, but I didn't realize at the time I thought it was a dream because I was in it and uh, I thought it was real. This part, so maybe I just ruined it. And I didn't, I, you know, I don't do well with human beings. So I was already like in an antagonistic viewpoint with this woman because they said, well, she's going to make me look bad, you know. And she's new, I'm new. Like, so she's going to have my, she, she might be better writer than me, better person, more, you know, better at interacting. 
so I was very stressed. And then just like in, you know, she was like very uh, persistent about us being friends and she was calling me and she's and then I would tell her stuff that, you know, out of uncomfortableness. And then she would call the people, the showrunners on the show. And of course it was like always stuff like, Oh, you know, Scooter says the air conditioning's you know, Drew in the dream was Drew. That's me. But, and it would make me look bad. And then my friend would just call him, what the heck are you doing? Telling them, you know, you're making me look bad. I got you this job and now you're complaining about the air conditioning. Uh, but she was very persistent about us being friends. But then anything I did, you know, it was just one of those situations where I was making everything worse. And I remember I was driving around these tree-lined streets. And then I guess in the dream, I was also friends with Zach Galifianakis. And this is the one nugget of truth in the dream where, where you say, oh, boy, this was good. Like, so he said, come over to my office. You know, he's, he's, he knew I was agitated. And he had just been, this was his old office. He was clearing it out. Uh, and, and I don't know Zach, Zach Galifianax, but in the dream, this was his office before he was famous. And I think this was the influence of the, of Mike Perbigley's new movie, which I hope you've all seen. Uh, don't think twice. Uh, uh, but so uh, he had be, he, he was like, oh, you come over to my office. I'm clearing it out, my old office. Because he had been on like away for a year and he hadn't even been in the office for a year. And so I was sitting on this, like, grubby carpeted floor, and he was kind of sitting there, and I was complaining to Zach, and uh, he was listening. And he was just kind of being, a, like, a good listener, friend. And then he said, can you, can you, he goes, I want you to look over in that corner of my office. You know, I haven't been in this office in about a year. been paying rent on it. And he goes, you know, you know, over there in that corner, can you go in that corner there and just dig around and tell me what you find? And so I dug around the corner. I found a half-eaten chocolate chip muffin. And I said, Zach, it's a half-eaten chocolate chip muffin. And he goes, you know, that muffin's been sitting there for a year. And I said, really? He goes, you, you know, you know who left that muffin there? Because you came in the office and you were eating it and then you just threw it in that corner one year ago. And he, he said, think about that. And he said, do you want me to take this muffin? This is where I got I said, do you want me to take the muffin? Should I throw it away? You should. And then he looked at me like, like a friend would in a dream. He said, don't you get the point here? And then I said, okay. Then I remember after I had all this anxiety, like I said, I'm the kind of guy who takes bites out of muffins and throws them around future stars' offices. And then I was driving around more, and then I realized that I, me and this woman, like, because then I had more of my friend was on the phone again saying, she said, I think you're going to lose your writing job on the show. And then the woman was calling me, and then I realized I was in love. You know, that was, then I said, oh, this is a movie, because then I was in love with her. I said, oh, it's a love story. Then I woke up. Now, what does that have to do with the podcast? Well, a couple of things. One, were you thinking about anything else during that uh, it barely, you know, the dream does have some cohesion to it, and it's not a made-up dream. That was just something I dreamt. And not all dreams have cohesion or, or, or you know, somewhat cohesive. It's like a, glo you know, like a glob, a cohesive like a blob, you know. But sometimes you just I try to do the podcast a little more maybe around that narratively. But compared to all the narrative going through your head, I, I said, geez, were you thinking about any other stuff during that dream? Well, a podcast will be hopefully a little bit, barely more engaging than that dream if you're new here. 
But here's the other thing. I'll be here the whole time. I'm going to be here till the end of the episode. So all the way through an hour. Uh, so if you can't fall asleep, I'll be here. Trying to be a little bit funny and a little bit entertaining. But you also, you could fall asleep whenever you want. You're under no pressure to fall asleep right now because this isn't like a should. Like, oh, you should have been asleep already. Or, oh, this is a sleep solution for you. No, this is just sleep. So you say, hey, try it out. Listen. See see what happens. I'm not that engaging. What can I say? I happen to be good at uh, taking your mind off stuff. I guess, uh, I mean, and like I said, that's a pretty damn, it's a pretty sweet gig. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to get it to, you know, make it a sustainable gig. But it, you know, she just gets, gets these great emails from people, and I get to be a goofball. And where else would I get to share a dream where there is, and I don't know if you could feel the emotional resonance there. But there was this truth in Zach Galifianakis' eyes when he said, like, like I said, geez, I am that kind of guy. And they said, is that what was happening in the first half of the dream? I was more worried about me getting a writing job uh, than my friend sticking his neck out for me. And then I was more worried about my uh, fears than, geez, me and this woman are, are going to be working together. We, we could be like uh, collaborators, partners in our newness at this at this." Uh, this writing staff, but no, I was fixated on my fears. And then she was trying to be friendly and I couldn't even operate. So I was making things worse by just being myself, a nervous self and then complicating things. And then who knows how the relationship would have turned out. Cause luckily I woke up. Uh, so that's it. If you're new here, uh, I guess usually there's a little bit different opening. I don't normally share my dreams, you know, because usually it was like Carol King and Carol Kane riding a pickle. And I said, well, that's too, you know, that's just too obvious. It's, it's a, and they say, you know, that's not a dream I have. They swear. Uh, probably have dreamed. Well, anyway, and, and so if you're new here, this is a podcast. It's no no pressure. You don't got to remember anything. And you don't got to fall asleep, but you can. And if you can, I'll be here to take your mind off stuff. So I'm glad you're here. Appreciate your time. Thanks for stopping by. I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. Uh, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can comment on our website, or you can uh, get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter and Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our theme music. Carl W. and Chris edit some of the shows. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jonathan Mann, who does our lullabies. You can commission a song from him at jonathanmann.net. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor on our artwork. I want to thank everyone that supports the show over at uh, Patreon, especially. That, that way I know, geez, how, this is what the podcast has every month. As they try to transition to at least keeping the podcast going through the end of the year by working part-time on the show. Uh, so if you want to help support the show... A few bucks a month if you say, geez, uh, you know, this is my sleep offering to you. I don't charge for the podcast. And it's a result of like uh, each episode's like to 15 to 20 hours of hard work. You say, geez, I'd like to give a scoots, a, buy scoots a cookie, you know, once a month. Uh, hey, how about a $5 cookie? That's a pretty good cookie, huh? But whatever you could, if you give value to the show, sleepingpodcast.com slash patron. If you prefer Venmo or, Venmo or PayPal, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash donate. Uh, I wanted that we have a Facebook group of listeners at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank uh, 
Jennifer B., Lida Lai, Laura Julie C., Summer and Sarah, who uh right over there. And that's it. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Scoots here. I'm here at Tilton Park at the steam trains. You can hear the sounds of the train traveling across the rails. What you cannot hear is the looks on the children's faces, on the parents' faces, on the grandparents' faces, on the first date faces of the couple. One of the people thought, hey, this is, let's go on a steam train. That'll be a unique experience as it chugs along behind me. Not a loud chug, a bit of a squeaky, you know, squeaky, squeaky rail gets the kids to ride on the steam train, as they say in the uh, miniature steam train business. But this is the Golden Gate Live Steamers. You can hear the birds of a lovely spring day. From where I'm standing, I can see all the way across to San Pablo Bay. So it's a rare day here in the hills of Oakland and Berkeley. Uh, beautiful Oakland and Berkeley, California. And uh, we'll be having a little bit of an adventure here. Because uh, right now I'm on the outskirts looking at a, a, a grove of pine trees. I believe I don't think they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I wonder if they share a root system. I assume they do, but I don't want to assume anything about you lovely trees. But I'm in a lower parking lot now. And I'm going to head to where the people are and, you know, see, ideally, oh, I just saw, I'm not kidding, a robin uh, catch an insect right in front of me in the air. Uh, All right. Scooter here. I'm hoping to catch a uh, close-up version of the train. I'm close to the tracks, which uh, I have a close-up view because I'm close to the tracks. And they look... uh, we're even thinner than I would have imagined. It looked very safe. They're sturdy tracks. Don't worry. Uh, and they've got heavy ties. Ties that uh, bind, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they're bound, you know. Ties do bind, they say. I'm going to get closer. I don't know how much uh, audio I'll be able to pick up closer, but we'll see. All right, this is Scoots here. I don't know if this is going to be usable audio, but I'm watching a train boarding. I'm live here at the boarding of a steam train. Army camp, says the sign at the depot. And the family stream into cars, many wearing hats, hopefully everyone wearing sunscreen. You can hear the chatter. The chatter of a long weekend. RVRY, Redwood Valley Railroad Car, number 114. People looking happy, people looking tired, people looking at me and wondering, what is this man doing? He's got uh, some strange contraption on a a tripod and a strange mic and cords. Warriors gear, uh, or there's a Warriors game tonight. And there's a double, triple safety check going on, so... You know you're in good hands here at the Redwood Valley Roadway. Quadruple, as a matter of fact, quadruple safety check. One, two, three, 
four, and then two uh, heading out the uh, cars. Uh, a great diversity of Bay is on display here. Oh, how glorious the riders of the Redwood Valley Railway are. Oh, how wonderful. I wish I had a bard with me. Either a bard of words or a bard of song. And all around us, evergreen trees. Diversity is evergreen, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think, it, I think by definition it is. Uh, but what we're really seeing here are people making the most of their long weekend, of, uh, getting out and about. I think they call this doing the opposite of what Scoots does. And Scoots is doing the opposite of what he does by doing what he does. I'm out of the house this weekend, not recording at home, uh, trying to soak in uh, a call of all aboard, all aboard has rung out. And a train prepares to depart. Uh, there's not a... Oh, and the... And the engine fires up and prepares for departure. The steam begins and the motion begins. Uh, RVRY, 114 passing me by. Clapping. Enjoy RVRY 108. RVRY 106. It looks like a coal car. RVRY 304. A contained car. RV 302. A boy in his father's lap looking right at me. I couldn't wave because I have too many things in my hand. And finally, RVRY 303. And goodbye, Caboose. I'll see you soon. Uh, so I'm at the end of the loading area here, and I see a weathered mossy sign that says Golden Gate Live Steamers. There's moss on the top, there's moss on the sides. There's chatter, but it's a uh, uh, kind of a hidden path, so I'm going to take it, and I'm going to see what we find here. Oh, wait, strange, there's a tr- socks on a tree. Uh, I don't know what that means. Children's socks on the branch, lower branches of evergreen trees. Okay, I'm about 10 feet down this path. I gotta recommend you take it because it's got a nice curve and there's earth uh, on either side of it. Uh, but I'm here, I'm standing under a trestle, the trestle of the, uh, the railroad, and uh, I'm down here. There's a sign Golden Gate Miniature Railroad. It looks like an even smaller railroad. Owned and operated by the Golden Gate Live Steamers Incorporated. Builders of small steam-operated locomotives. The system accommodates uh, two and a half inch, three and a half inch, four and a quarter, and seven and a half inch gauge engines. And there's a notice here. This is not a commercial enterprise. Its purpose is, is to encourage the hobby of steam locomotive building. Engines will not will not be allowed to use tracks without permission of the safety committee. And of course, there's some rules. Uh, Golden, welcome to Golden Gate Live Steamers. Uh, always sit facing forward. Keep your hands and feet on board in all caps. Do not reach out to touch objects. Always keep hands and feet on board, all caps. Uh, do not reach out to touch objects or lean to take photos. Never rock the cars. 
Remain on board and seated at all times unless directed otherwise by the train crew. When the train returns to the station, remain seated until the train comes to a complete stop and the station manager advises you to disembark. And there's some beautiful pictures from the history of the Golden Gate Live Steamer. 75 years, founded in 1936. Actually, that's uh, 70, 80, 80 years this year, I think. 70 plus 10 is 80 years. Uh, they have a picture of Vic Shattuck from 1936 in an Oakland basement with a big train. Nice, great train Vic is wearing. It looks sharp. Uh, the Tilden Track Park at the beginning in 1971. And it looks like the uh, model train, or the train that the kids are riding is uh, spewing out real coal smoke. I think now probably runs on something less coal-like. A shot of a Thomas the Tank engine. Uh, the first outdoor track was at Redborg Park in 1950. They had a Golden Spike ceremony in 1975. And they have a little bumper sticker with a little pun in it. Steam locomotives have a tender behind. But I'm here underneath a total tree cover. It's a warm day. The sky is nearly empty. The birds, as you can hear, are tweeting. Uh, A jet trail is across the sky in a few wispy clouds. And as I wait for the next round of train travel so I can experience it from directly underneath the trestle, I look out, uh, and it's, it's, you know, for me, and I'm not a big appreciator of things, it's hard for me to slow down, but, you know, I want to label all these trees evergreens, but as I look at them, I can see... Uh, just the diversity within these evergreen trees or other trees. I can see ones that are a deep pine green, uh, shading to black in the shadows. And then ones closer by that are almost like a, uh, a jaundiced yellow green. And I can see their branches in different configurations similar but still different. Their heights, you got you got a pretty uniform, not totally uniform, you know, I guess I'm wrong. A huge difference within a, a minute space, but overall, a semi-uniform. And the train wind blows. It says, you know, take a break, driver. Seven, I think, was your number. Whatever it is, these uh, people are getting their money's worth because I forgot to look at the price, but the price is very affordable. Line, not terrible. When I first got here, I said, that line looks terrible. I was wrong. That was the line for the restroom. But that's Tilden Park that we're in, just in case you're listening. T-I-L-D-E-N. I'll say it once, I'll say it twice, and then I'll say it again. Tilden it's a park you wouldn't believe is, you know, steps away from beautiful downtown Oakland, California. What's that? I'm saying, well, it's not steps away, Scoots. Okay, you got me. Train approaches, which allow me to reset, uh, readjust. And actually, I wasn't under the trestle. I couldn't get to it. Like the train, for the leisurely pace it, it goes, it's, uh, <laughs> it's faster than 
Faster than a sleep podcaster. Faster than a sleep podcaster. Uh, more slower than a children's locomotive. Uh, duller than the dullest building. Uh, duller than the dullest municipal building. Uh, super scoots. Yeah, the only thing he's super is super dull. Well, he's dull once, I guess. Like Christmas bells, uh, the uh, bells and ring of the train. Enjoy, they bring. And, and yes, the train did make a uh, an adjustment because now I see the uh, head of the locomotive as it gets ready to unload the end of the line. And I do say to myself, how the hell am I going to make a sleep I guess, with a freaking locomotive... Uh, a tootin' its horn. I mean, that'll complicate the edit, but uh, I guess I'll just put a warning up front and say, hey, the, you know, not to toot my, I'm not even tooting my own horn. Somebody else is tooting a friggin' train horn. What do you want from me? But I do have to tell the tale of my daughter uh, in her, her my first trip to the live steam trains here at Tilton Park. Uh, she wasn't down. To, uh, she wasn't down to. Uh, she she was uh, from the tender age of uh, uh, birth till hmm, I don't know when it wore off. I'll have to ask her. Five six years old. Uh, she didn't like the words "all aboard." When when someone said "all aboard," she would start to cry. And I remember the train ride we took on this train. Uh, my parents and my daughter and her mother. And my daughter cried the whole time, and she was she was old. I think she must have associated it with. Uh, she also didn't like to be weighed at the doctor's office or measured, so I don't know if those two are. I don't think those are related. But uh, and when as soon as someone would say, "Oh, you could say it," even in an out of context, and she would uh, start to tear up. But yeah, she didn't like this train, and and I could see mild is is the way to put this ride, you know. Leisurely, maybe it's maybe she has a maybe we'll one day learn she has a super hearing, uh, but she did not like the train. You can hear the trains going through some sort of uh, I don't know if it's a re steaming or uh, you know, steam, steam. You remember the show? There was a show called Steam Pipe Alley, Mario Cantone was on it. Uh, did you believe Mario Cantone, uh, Dennis Leary? Oh, and who is the actress? They all went to Emerson together. Uh, school, I was too scared to go to. Emerson. Um, and I think they were all friends. They, they did theater together. But Mario Cantone was on a, WP, a show uh, that I saw on WPIX 11 Live uh, called Steampipe Alley. She had a children's show. I don't remember the plot. I remember he was very energetic and good. And on Steampipe, I can't sing, but it would, I think the chorus went on Steampipe Alley. Oh, no, that's WPRX in Cincinnati or whatever. Uh, time to time up and down the aisle. Maybe you and me were meant to be sitting around listening to some trains. I'm at T-I-L-D in Regional Park. Uh, but the train is, uh, is, is uh, I can see some passengers awaiting boarding here. Hey, you better probably do a little maintenance, you know. This is a long day 
for an ancient steam engine. An iron horse is uh, uh, John Henry, who, who I have a great love, you know, once derided. Maybe I don't know, did he deride it as an iron horse, or was that the guy that was selling it? But uh, John Henry, what would John Henry, you know, I'd, I'd like to take a stroll with John Henry. I'd like, you know, I, I've always had a affinity for him, uh, whether it was in book form or uh, cartoon form. Or, you know, historic, I don't know, was this, is, is it a tall tale or historical fiction or was he a historical figure? But we stand and we await the train. The whistle blows. Train conductor says, hey, take a break, driver eights. And with the release of steam, the train goes on. Wow, that sounds cool. So this is Scoots here. Uh, to be honest, I had a quiet moment there between recordings, and I. Uh, so this is Scoots here, waiting for one more round of the train. To be honest, I had a, you know I had a few moments between the last uh, recording stopped because we got a lot of family traffic here. And he said, oh boy, I don't know if this is going to work with all the rail sounds. Uh, yes, I can feel it. I have a, a squinch squanch going here. But I guess I'll just go with the flow of the... I mean, I can edit it. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you, Tilden. So I'm under the... the uh, like It looks like a depot you know, for the miniature, the Golden Gate Miniature Railroad. And I just said, uh, you know, you, sometimes you miss the beautiful things in life when you worry... It's natural to worry. You're trying to put people to sleep. You got you 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 got some good recording down, but you got screechy rails. You say, "Well, well, screechy rails wake people. Probably they probably might wake people up. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. But I could tell you if you could see this. Uh, it's a fake slate roof, you know, with those uh, those uh, usual roof tiles, the scrapey ones." Uh, but on the roof is some moss uh, towards the uh, the pinnacle of the roof, the top of the triangle. And below it is some evergreen pieces that have fallen and dried. And they're just sitting there resting on the, on the slope of the roof. Uh, even a couple hanging over. As you can hear the train whistle blowing yet again. And I know it'll approach. I used my stopwatch in the parking lot. Well, kind of. I'm not I'm on my phone, and then I forgot. So I think the train's loop takes about 9 to 10 minutes. Not scientific, but this, uh, there's nothing scientific about the beauty of this slope of this roof. And there is something, you know, you want to talk about underrated things. Roofs are one of the top underrated. You see, one of you talk about unappreciated. I mean, except when you got to pay for it. Then there's the object of scorn. You ever hear somebody that's got to put a new roof on their house? Uh, uh, so roofs, roofs and roofers have it hard, you know. But then you look at one like this, right when I need it, you know, right when the train just went by again, it's squeaking, it's blowing. And I'm squinch-squanching, wondering, oh boy, 
How's this going to go? How am I going to edit this? I guess I'll edit this one myself. Well, how many emails will I get? Uh, will, will I need to, will I just feel like curling up in a ball or will I need to? And the roof says, you know, see, this is sometimes where, you know, I get to back up, uh, from, but this is how the podcast really works. Uh, things like the roof, uh, this roof and roofs everywhere. Say, hey man, forget about all that. I got you. I don't got your back. I got your head. I got your, I mean, technically this one just has my emotional, it's the roof over my emotions. Uh, this ceiling can hold us, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, look at me, man. Look at how nice I look. I'm not perfect. I'm, you know, bowed and bent, covered in uh, former evergreens, evergreen no longer, dried out, brown and rust and uh, the color of earth. Uh, moss, probably its own ecosystem, you know, as in as the roofers of this will discover. Well, see, this this one looks like a volunteer, so they'll, they'll be able to fix it. I got all the face of the Golden Gate Live Steamers Incorporated, uh, founded in 1936 in Oakland, California by Victor Shattuck. Yeah, that they'll be fine. They'll deal with this roof. Uh, and, 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 and I guess it's this contrast because I'm under a, a roof of trees at the same time. Steps away from a tr- train trellis. Is a, a trellis is a helicopter. That's a nice word, you know. Trellis. I've known a few people named trellis. I mean, that's a good... You, 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 some people live on a street named trellis. Some people have a name trellis. Train trestle. Oh, boy. There you go, Scoots. Uh, luckily, there's no one here to see me uh, blush at this roof. Uh... Oh, Roof, you saw me mix up trellis and trestle. And you probably even heard my brain say, well, that's weird, it's called trellis. Uh, like, how is a trellis with a train trellis? Uh, how are those the same? Because uh, so, it's a different thing, Scoots. It's a trestle and trellis. And I say, yeah, I don't, I don't have the ability. Phonemic awareness uh, is not my game. Roof awareness, uh, that's my new thing. I, I, I swear from this day forward. I don't know, what was I going to promise? There's something. Oh, no, I'm just kidding, Roof. I was just giving the Roof. That was a little joke because I like you so much. I feel like I could get around with you, uh, train Roof. As we wait for one last trip of this train to get some, try to get some clean audio. Try to get some clean audio where I'm not talking. And obviously, hopefully, no families come and I feel obligated to stop recording I'll just watch this roof and let it soothe me and think about the roofs and roofs in my lives the roofs of my lives the scooter story part 44 and I don't I think that's probably better off as a chapter or a novella no is it a, no, a trellis or trestle a trellis or a trestle you you could put trellises on a trestle, though, I, I, I would think. I, I believe, I, I have to believe that because I just said it's... Uh, how lucky am I to, you know, right when I needed it, right at my emotional low point for this hour of this day, uh, I had a roof here to say, you'll work it out, man. Just keep talking. Do what you do best. Uh, ramble. Observe. Edit. Weave together a story... It feels like it's mushed together. 
And I said, well, why don't I just mush it together, Roof? And Roof says, done. And I say, those shingles are, t- you know, those, those shingles, that, what was I calling them earlier? Tiles? Roof tiles. I think about the, uh, the steeples I saw in Syracuse, New York months ago, and the roofs on those, the roofs on a steeple uh, were quite nice. And I hear the call of all aboard ringing out, and uh, imagining my daughter somewhere at a birthday party, uh, 15, 20 miles away from here, cringing. Why did I get this sense of unease? Because it's time for the train. And so now I'll move on and uh, use the attempt <laughs> to use the restroom and uh, right not likely uh, here because uh, the line was humongous. But you know that's not you for you. Not, that's neither here nor there. Because uh, I can tell you one thing. I can tell you as a fact is right now I think it's about two thirty p.m. And if I look up, and nearly directly overhead is the sun. I know it's supposed to be overhead at noon. You know, I've I've been off kilter my whole life, but it's filtering through these tree branches. And a lot of these lower branches are bare and, uh, you know, look like they've passed on. I don't know how that works. I'm not an arborist or a tree pathologist, but, uh, you know, the, there is green in the higher branches, but the lower branches look dry. But, man, do they look good as the sunlight and they contrast against the sky that doesn't even look blue. It looks uh, it looks white. And they catch the air. It's a heady sense. It's not just of pine. It's of the, uh, I think they're eucalyptus trees that dot the hills here in the Bay Area. Let me smell it again for all of you. Oh boy, no, I'm not, oh wow, It because uh, you're getting the dry earth too, uh, the dry earth, I think probably like a, like a pine tar off of the train uh, trestle rails, because yeah, those always smell good, you know, especially when they're drying in the sun, you know, have you ever come across a, a tele- down to telephone pole in the sun, a down to telephone pole in the sun, a collection of poems by Scooter. Uh, but it smells good here, So, but I have to move on because people are coming, so... But you won't notice. I'll be right back for you. All right, this is Scoots. I'm here at the Tilden Merry-Go-Round. You can probably hear the sounds of joy all around me. Uh, and the sounds of Mary... Uh, getting to go around. Right now, within my view, is the enclosing building, the lights of the carousel. A crane, I believe, is the closest animal to me. I, uh, it's hard because it's very bright outside and uh, shaded and dark inside. But yeah, it's a good-looking crane, and I believe this is an all-wooden carousel. Not positive on that, but I'm going to try to investigate, try to work up the courage to ask permission to record inside, though it might be too loud anyway. Okay, now my glass sunglasses are off, and my view is a little bit better. Yeah, the crane has... uh, 
is a feathery neck and a red uh, maroon, actually maroon uh, color around its uh, its uh, face, a uh, light orange beak, and uh, some sort of purple material uh, as part of its uh, what do you call those things that you could put on a horse uh, saddle. There's a nice-looking uh, white uh, horse with a uh, mint, not quite mint green ribbon. What color is that? I wish I had a. Wish I brought a brought uh, that color uh, thing, but uh, it has a. Uh, hmm, I'm say a berry. Yeah, but the color of a berry, not gelato. What's that other stuff? That's not gelato. It's like gelato. Uh, it's like made of ice, but it's, it's not called icy. It's uh, supposed to have not. It's the one that's supposed to not have any cal. I guess it has, still has calories because it's got sugar, but uh, it's that color, you know. I get to the point, Scoots, I just did. And that horse has a matching. Is I guess it has a, a, what you, a saddle, those things are called. And then underneath the saddle is a billowing material. In front to the left of that is a zebra putting its head to the sky and saying, Yes, I'm on a carousel. Uh, Yes, I am. You can't saddle me. I'm a saddle-free zebra, but I'm on a carousel. Why does the zebra have no saddle but the horse and the crane do? Uh, Why? Ask why. Actually, this might be perfect recording at a distance. You can hear the noise of parties, birthday parties, and yeah, picnics, and late lunches of family time and friend time. So you can rest well knowing that uh, I'm surrounded by joy. Maybe, you know, a little bit of uh, tired tiredness. You know, it is nap time for some... But who can blame them? It's a warm day. Warmest day of the year, I think, so far. In the, oh, I just made eye contact with a lion. wonder if that has a saddle and who put it on the lion. But yeah, the, there's a board boarding going on. And um, ideally, I'll get a little bit of time to look at the paintings on the carousel as well. I always find those to be intriguing and enchanting. But yeah, the, the, the children are boarding... The carousel is filling. I see something with it. It looks like a mystical creature. Some sort of sea goat. Seahorse goat. Uh, purple, scaled, horned. No one wants to ride that sea goat. I'd like to ride. Say, hey, sea goat, I'll ride you one day. The boy who rode a sea goat. Uh, yet another tale. Or would it be, I don't know, I should have brought a, I wish I had an intern here, uh, especially to do the Braves. I wish I had the bravest intern. Uh, my time was Scooter. I mean, really, I'd love to have an intern. Uh, well, Scoots, I'll go right in. Let me ask them. Uh, Mystery Bard's like that sometimes. Mystery Bard's very brave. Mystery Bard's very brave, but... Yeah, just uh, go inside and say, hey, how about Scoots comes right in here, right, record, recording while riding. I don't know, that that would be pretty intense. But uh, let's see, so I'm still looking at that white horse, the uh, 
The zebras neigh. Okay, it looks like they're getting ready to go. So there might be a bell ring, which I'll have to maybe edit out. I've seen a darker gray stallion, I believe. Very dark gray. Uh, lighter gray on the mane. Ma- do, do horses have a mane or just lions? Because the lion's right behind it on its tail. Uh, but they look friends. In this, uh, in, in a Potter-esque fashion, this uh, stallion has a uh, scarf. Looks like, a, I don't know if there was a, I don't know how the horse would make it from Harry Potter onto the Tilden. It's got a blue uh, turquoise and light blue scarf with some gold. There goes the lion. Lion is saddled, just in case you're wondering. There goes that giraffe, saddled giraffe. Reindeer, uh, horse, tiger, saddled. Uh, dragon, saddled. Uh, another, I'm trying to find any others. There goes my sea beast. It looks like it was just a, uh, a fancy goat. I think the uh, zebra may be the only unsaddled beast uh, in this. Oh, and there's a man on the on the zebra. Uh, looks like there's more than one zebra. There's a young girl and another zebra. Uh, and they're saying, "Hey, I don't. I, I need no saddle. I trust this zebra. I ride zebras uh, for fun at the Tilton Park Carousel." Uh, the uh, dragon looks cool. Like no one's on the uh, fancy goat. I guess I'd have to ride that. It doesn't go up and down. So this does have, I don't know, is that reticular motion or uh, up and down motion on some of them? You can really hear the uh, yells of joy as people ride it and uh, and enjoy themselves. So say you, you, you let out joy. Oh, there's, the reindeer doesn't go up and down either. No one's on the reindeer. I, I can't say it's a reindeer. It's a, yeah, a horned uh, mammal, you know, one of those hooved mammals. And it's probably a bunch of different species of horses, or horse. Horses, right? Species of horse. One crane. Let's keep an eye out for any other cranes. Uh, but if you could see this motion, it would only carry you deeper into a restful state. It's uh, it's a perfect motion. I am trying to, I'm actually trying to talk to the motion. Just notice another creature. I'll have to get a good look at that one. It was a dark uh, gray and red fantasy creature i think i saw a giant rooster too and i'm talking at the same motion as the carousel is spinning and uh, wondering you know if this motion if i'm you know is it am i feeling uh, vertigo or not i don't think so but it's spinning people are leaning back you know that move when adults lean back to take pictures or talk to the kids i see someone holding a real young child sitting on the side of the horse and uh, not a lot of phone use i don't think there's any service up here is probably why oh there's someone oh there's the same child being held on the horse as a, a pacifier and that's cute and they do have the seat belts and the slowing the motion is slowing as my pace slows. The pace of the carousel also slows down, and so does my speaking. There goes my goat, buddy. But yeah, I wonder if I should just risk, you know, I probably shouldn't just go right inside and record because that wouldn't be a good idea, but I'd really like to get a better view of the paintings and the... Uh, the craftsmanship of this carousel. I wonder if the noise, you know, I don't know if it's the fear or the noise. <laughs> it's the fear. Let's be honest. 
afraid. I saw, I looked in the snack bar, and I remember the last time I was here was maybe four or five years ago, and I was frightened, maybe even longer than that. And I was frightened by the person that worked at the snack bar. So I'm still frightened of her, even five, six years later. You know, I, I don't know why. I just am. And there's the crane, and the ride comes to a close. And people start to disembark from their carousel. Still see a zebra. It's just, oh, and there's my goat friend uh, uh, standing there. I don't know what animal it is. It looks, it looks like it has a sheep. Whatever the heck is a sheep. What does a sheep have? Wool. But it's horse-shaped. It has a saddle, uh, turquoise, or even like a aquamarine blue with a, a candied red stripe and then a light orange stripe and then a brown leather saddle. Horns, like a goat-like horns, you'd say. Even if it was, you know, like Goat Boy. Remember Goat Boy? I think that was on uh, Saturday Night Live. But yeah, like uh, goat horns. And actually like an upturned tail, just a little tail, like, like a deer's tail. This could be an experimental creature. Um, could be a very experimental creature. Uh, who knows what it's doing here. Someone's taking my picture too as I'm recording. So, you know, when the controversy hits, know that... Uh, as my picture was taken, and I say, what is that odd guy doing with the uh, strange microphone and such? But he got my picture, so that's good. He, it took him a while, and he's taking more pictures, so, so that's good. Maybe he was taking a selfie, you know, to my ego talk, and says, hey, yeah, my ego is, uh, you know, said, hey, it's time to panic, someone's taking your picture. So I don't think I'm doing anything wrong, I'm trying to put people to sleep, actually, and uh, appreciate the uh, carousel so there's another carousel boarding going on maybe i'll try to get a little closer with this one i don't know how i'll be able to do that with the sound though and at least try to get a look at some of these paintings uh, i guess i'll have to leave my i have a tripod with a ambient sound recorder going hopefully these people that are by me i can trust to uh, keep it keep it well uh, so i'm gonna do that Uh, so I've just gotten close enough to smell the snacks and things, but I've also gotten and it has the care. It has the right smell. We're in the hills above uh, Oakland, California, and Berkeley, California, but it smells like any uh, park anywhere USA, anywhere you might want to be. You can probably, and the, the building that holds this, I think it was made from redwood. I remember reading something about it, but uh, what I'm really looking at are these paintings in the wood, uh, the whatever you call it, the top of the carousel. It's not enclosed, you know. I don't know what you call that. You always want to call it wainscoting. Uh, but it has the, uh, the beautiful, like, uh, lights, uh, the lights you see at Seaside Amusement Parks. There's uh, faces carved, uh, some are smiling, some aren't, and then there's paintings of, uh, I see one of Alcatraz, I see one of two uh, Native Americans, or uh, maybe they're not Native Americans, maybe they're uh, colonialists or whatever, uh, non-indigenous on horseback uh, pointing at something. They could, yeah, they could be Spanish explorers, Uh, now I'm looking a little bit closer. 
look like they're on some coastal scrub. Uh, the painting of Alcatraz is nice. There's uh, three boats in the water. Looks like sunset, uh, close to sunset. Uh, the water is calm. And those are just the ones on the exterior top. And then on the interior, there's two more sets of paintings. And the uh, part which uh, should be enclosed by the, uh, whatever the music machine's called, Calliope. Is that what it's called? Calliope? I love this kind of music. I do. And just waiting for the carousel to move. I guess you give a horse, you got some miniature horses uh, driving a uh, sleigh. And a family that I saw at the train is here, a family of three with a young, young child. There's some sort of uh, billowing horse sound there. The crane, of course, I can't get rid of this crane. Uh, interior paintings, there's a, there is a painting of a, a bison and a Native American. Looks like a painting of some kind of lakeside cabin and another lakeside nature scene with some animals. Uh, another interior painting of a woman uh, walking, uh, farm type. Uh, some bucolic, is that bucolic? Oh, wow, a uh, white tiger and a deer and a natural situation. Mount, oh, that looks like uh, maybe Yellowstone. It's hard to get to paintings as it moves. Uh, definitely a reindeer. That one that I thought was a reindeer is a reindeer for sure. Lions, oh no, that's a tiger. It's definitely looking up. Oh, it's, you know, another thing I just saw that's cool. Oh, wow, they have one spinning uh, container you could sit down in instead of a sleigh. But the sleighs are really well decorated, or the sledges. One has, like, the, uh, oh, one rocks back. This might be the greatest carousel in the world. Let me just say it right now, uh, because uh, that I've podcasted from uh, this right now. Oh, I just saw Toad. Uh, so there's a Toad. Uh, so you could ride, it's not Mr. Toad's, but you could have a wild ride on Mr. Toad. There's, uh, you gotta see, I wish you, wish you could be here with me seeing all the details that I can't even capture in a sleepy podcast. So many, there, there's, goes the rooster. It was a, I think it's a cock. I mean, I'm not even, oh, a cat. Oh boy. There goes another rooster. Oh, the uh, giraffe has a scarf or an ascot on one of the giraffes. I like that a lot. Only one of them, too. So I just saw another giraffe had no ascots. Uh, yeah, there it goes. Or maybe just a, you know, maybe it's like a singing giraffe that, uh, oh, a dog. I see a dog. So much. Uh, four gray horses in it lined up and then four white horses. Four. Okay, so horse thing. So maybe they've... Uh, patch this together maybe that's another thing i read about it is that they patched it together as they were making it because uh, there is some consistency with the horses uh, but not total consistency but i'll tell you what who want, you know what i want consistently out of my carousels fun and that's it uh, i don't need uh they said, you know, it, 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 that's a difficult job. You know, you don't see theme parks saying, well, let's tell a story with this carousel. Here's a story that goes round and round, and it's fun. Say we and enjoy it and, and soak in the details. Uh, and, uh, you know, why well, got to st- make a story out of everything, Scoots? And they say, well, I don't know. They just get uncomfortable. You know, I, can't, I said, that's what I got to I need something to grasp onto. Or, you know, I'm worried that, uh, you know, I got to go inside and maybe ask for permission. So that, I don't like that idea. 
a dog barking. That's that's strange. Is there a dog on the carousel? And now the carousel slows. Oh, I just saw a, a painting of a, a mill, old stone mill, Yosemite, wild animals, uh, two dogs in a cave, uh, advertisement for the uh, uh, wagon train, uh, a boy sitting on something. All right, here I am. I'm live on the uh, carousel. I try to lower the gain as slow as I can here. And I have permission. And uh, so I'm on, I'm in the, uh, the, uh, in one of these bench things driven by three miniature horses. And I'll see what's on the side. Oh, it's a it's a school one with uh, I don't know if it's a muha or you know the kind of uh, aquatic women you see in like uh, World Fair type art. I wish I had uh, art knowledge. And the bench is padded. It's nice. Uh, in front of me are four white horses. Next to me is that crane. The crane has a cross look on its face up close. To be honest, very cross look. And there's a bunch of people, a lot of questions came in here, but uh, people are boarding and uh, safety's being checked. Uh, the guy just said, enjoy your ride, and he meant it. He didn't just say, he's not dialing it in. Oh, American flag on a winged horse nearby. A boy on a saddleless zebra next to the loneliest goat I've ever seen. I, I couldn't. I couldn't, uh, oh, a woman's holding the the goat's horn for balance, at least. So that's nice for that goat. You know, we got some human contact. Oh, and Lady Witchbeard's riding with me, by the way. Uh, Like like Lady Witchbeard the figure, not the woman. But you can hear the booming sounds, and uh, I don't know how this will sound. I don't don't even know if any of this is usable. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) Uh, lights are above me, watching the motion of the horses. It's very relaxing. Uh, this might be the next thing. Yeah, carousel videos to sleep to. I guess because we got to have your eyes closed to sleep. But, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. There's actually a connect motion is such that I'm being uh, moved slowly. A uh, boy on a, a hairy dog in front of me, too, I'm noticing. Uh, a couple of the horses have the like horsehair tails, and some of them have sculpted tails. Spinning the spinning uh, seat. Uh, there's a couple of kids in there. They look like they're having the time of their lives. I mean, these are these is the kind of place where memories are made. You know, ideally, you know, not the ones uh, like from the movies, <laughs> but you know, the good ones. Uh, they say, I remember that day. The smell of popcorn. The smell of uh, machine oil grease, uh, uh, the the way the sun hit the trees and the the calliope rang out. The sounds earlier of all bored or ready to go. Even the mechanical humming, I don't know if you can hear, but I can hear it just under, just underneath, uh, kind of like a bass and the. Uh, a bass drum and a bass. Don't they go to support music anyway? But, uh... 
Uh, but here I am. Uh, I guess I just heard this carousel is 105 years old, and that's impressive. Uh, I'd like to. I mean, it's surprising no one's actually made in a like a house, the house of carousel. Like this would be a good. It's got a hardwood floor. You put up walls on either side. It'd be hard to navigate. Yeah, so I guess it'd be better for. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much utility it would have unless you uh, just enjoyed sitting on. Things so people are cheering. I don't think anyone's crying. Uh, I think there's just cheering going on. I do sound, hear kind of a deeper guttural sound, but I think that's a good one. I don't think I'm traveling through time. I hope I'm not traveling through time. I, uh, but in some sense, I do feel like I am in a good way. You know, uh, traveling through time on a carousel. Or merry-go-round. I'm merry. Oh, and I feel the motion. Is the motion slowing? Uh, are we going? What would Willy Wonka say about this? Uh, what would uh, Willy Wonka say? He would say, uh, "Hey, Charlie, what, get back to the factory and get to work." Uh, I didn't do, just, you know, you're not even my child, and I, I gave you my entire fortune. Uh, you know, make some chocolate already. I said, well, that's what the Oompa Loompas do. Um, uh, and, oh, I just got a mouthful of fresh popcorn scent. Wow, that was good. Crane's still in a bad mood. Crane, Crane and I have a very similar look. Hopefully I'll remember to take a picture of it. But uh, And the ride comes to a close as we wait for the bell. And, uh, yeah, carousel slows motion goes time flows nobody knows uh, yada yada goes keep keep warm toes and you know wear proper bed clothes on a carousel crane still crane doesn't like me bell's about to ring children won't sing but it'll sound like it uh, they'll be singing with joy and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, a little carousel ride. Carousel is moving backwards. Uh, backwards motion. Never seen that happen before. I like it. I like it a lot. Hundred-year-old carousel. A ride in time and a ride on time. I'm just reading some historical facts about the uh, carousel. Uh, the wor- origins of the carousel in general, the word can be traced back to 12th century uh, g- uh, games of horsemanship. In uh, the 12th century, quoting this, Arabian games of horsemanship called Carousellos. Uh, and then 16th century, French had lav- 16th century France had lavish tournaments of pageantry called Carousels. 17th century French noblemen were trained for a contest on legless wooden horses uh, going after rings around a pole. Uh, rotation power originally in at the Dickens Fair could be by horse, mule, or man pushing or pulling the mechanism uh, through the late 19th century. In 1860, Frederick Savage or Savage designed a portable mounted, portable center-mounted steam engine which could carry the rate of, weight of three or four rows of horses on platforms he followed this invention with the patent for the overhead gears which man this guy's brilliant they gave an up and down motion uh, to the horses called jumpers today in uh, 1867 Gustave Denzel 
Denzel, a German immigrant, formed the uh, G.A. Denzel Company and pioneered the carousel industry in America. Uh, in 1876, Charles Loof, L-O-O-F, uh, in his spare time, built the uh, carousel that was installed in Coney Island. Uh, in 1882, uh, Alan Herschel started the Armitage uh, Herschel Company, later to become Herschel Spillman Company, which built uh, small portable carousels, except for a few large park machines. And the Tilden Merry-Go-Round that we, we, we just rode was one of those large machines. In 1893, Charles Wallace Parker started the C.W. Parker Company to build carousels. And at age 14, Dwight Eisenhower sanded horses at that factory. 1903, Henry O'Shea formed the Philadelphia Toboggan Company. And these were all, like, uh, their major players. Denzel, Loof, Herschel Spillman, and the Philadelphia Toboggan Companies. They were the big players, and they each had their own style of carving. Handcrafted chisel carousels prospered until the mass production in the 1920s and the Depression gave a fatal blow. And from then on, they were made from aluminum or fiberglass. There's about 300 handcrafted carousels still operating in the U.S., now, the Tilden merry-go-round was manufactured, as we said, by the Herschel Spillman Company in North Tonawanda, New York. It was built in 1911, and it's a three-row machine with menagerie animals. It was the second permanent machine built by Herschel Spillman for Oliver Davis of Redlands, California. It was first installed in Arvita Springs, an amusement park built by the Pacific Electric Railway along its trolley line between San Bernardino and Corona, California. 1960, it was moved to Wonderland Park, Ocean Beach, in San Diego. In 1928, it was moved to somewhere near Long Beach, California. 1935, Oliver Davis reacquired the machine and brought it to Griffith Park in L.A., In 1937, it was dismantled and placed in storage. In 1939, it was used in the Universal Studios film So Ends the Night. And in 1948, Ross Davis and his son John moved it to Tilden Regional Park. And there's a lot more uh, recent history about the restoration. They had a project in uh, November 2015 that brought fresh life to the merry-go-round animals, chariots, and spinning tub. And the project team included artisans from the 1978 restoration that introduced the color palette we see today. So that's a little bit of the history. So that's a little bit of the history of the uh, carousel here. There's also a couple different uh, uh, music machines. I don't know if any of them are working currently. All right, so this ends our visit to the carousel here. I don't know if I'll have any extra audio. Maybe I can pull some out and uh, carry you off into, into dreamland with it. Uh, but for now, just in case this is all I have, try to picture the horses moving up and down gently, rising and falling uh, a slow, steady motion up and down. So, 
especially carousels moving up and down, gently carrying you away, gently, gently carrying you off into dreamland. My pace the same as the carousel, slow and languid, pleasant as a summer breeze, refreshing, refreshing, gentle, and, uh, you know, I don't know, carrying smells that are good, I guess, and I guess summer breezes don't always do that, but, uh, idealized ones do, and that's what this podcast specializes in. Idealized moments you can rest to. I see an idealized painting right now of a mountain cabin in snow and a carved face blowing some breeze, actually. The irony, uh, it's blowing its summer breeze right at me. So, uh, yeah. So, thanks for joining me today at the Tilden Carousel. It's been a pleasure, it's been my pleasure. And, uh, a wagon train. And I guess, uh, with that, I'll leave you and I'll leave the park for the day. Thank you and good night. Alright, so I'm looking at I'm on a fancy bridge here with all these, uh, locks, uh, uh, padlocks. They've relocated them from a famous bridge to a slightly less famous and more sturdy bridge. That I'm christening the Bridge of Love Locks. And these are some of the people that have locked in their support for the podcast. Uh, Jordan has a nice lock. Michelle, Amanda, Thomas and his wife, A. Bridget, Sally, uh, Becky B., Preston H. Thank you, thank you. I hope you're... I hope your locks flourish here. Thomas A. Uh, Diana. I really, uh. I really, uh. I really, uh. It's a nice lock. It's heart shaped lock. Uh, Brian S. Uh, Sydney H. Caroline H. Byron M. Hannah R. Uh, Jana S. Sarah R. Such nice locks. Heidi L. L shaped lock. Susanna R. That lock says, Oh, Susanna. And it. I said, it's Susanna R's lock. Uh, Jeremiah F. Mark D. Eugene P. Uh, Nicholas B. Chris M. So many nice locks here. Leslie G. Amanda F. Bradley P. Shanna C. Warren D. These are just such creative locks, too. Natasha N. Emily M. Beth G. Teresa L. Sarah B. Matthew B. Sarah R. I would say, I wish I could, they weren't with Sarah R. Lock, uh, Lock Investigations. Monica H. Lock. <laughs> I just love doing that for some reason. There's certain letters that fit in, you know. Eric R. Lock, he's a lock. What are you going to do? He's R. Lock. 
Christopher S., Audrey D., our buddy Audrey D. is in his house with Locke, uh, Derek S., Nicole P., let's see, uh, there's a P-shaped Locke, uh, Katie J., Kate, simply Kate, that's a Locke, William D., a Locke, shaped like a bird, uh, Julie R., Ruth M. Locke, uh, she's she's slain, she's slain. Oh, I said that's a lot. That's a tough one. Uh, Jerry L. Lynn P. Lack. 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 Attorney, attorney at Lack. Elizabeth B. And there's another side of the bridge. PayPal side. Nancy B. P. W. Lack. Lisa A. Lack. Say hey, nice to meet you. I'm a Lack. Travis C. Locke, uh, Diane S. Locke, Ariana B. Locke, uh, Sasha W. Locke, uh, Matthew M. Locke, Ava, Ava Locke, I like that, uh, Gregory M., Tyler P., Christopher W., Glory W. Locke, uh, Ryan H. Locke, Christopher W. Locke, Kimberly H. Locke, Ruth C. Locke, Marlena L. Locke, pleased to meet you. And then we got our uh, Venmo lock. There's just a small section of this bridge for Venmo locks. Brian P. Uh, Brian P. Locke, and then uh, Sean W. Locke. Uh, those are Venmo locks. Say make more locks. As long as they're locking up the love, for sure. And that's it for the thank yous and good nights on this lovely lock-based bridge.